night. All night. All night. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast, the show where they talk about the French class joke and why it isn't funny. On with the show. Oh, thank you, you <laughs> sassy autopilot you. Uh, we are the Movie Dummies, I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. I am Matt. No Adam this week, but we are going to soldier on and talk about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Woo! Yes. Woo-hoo! A very popular movie in its time, 1989. Shockingly popular. Um, Where everything was kind of scary. Yeah. Just a little. (laughs) But this is the show where we talk about a stupid movie and a bunch of other crap beforehand. So let's talk about that other crap beforehand. Recommendations. Matthew, what do you got, buddy? Well, I don't have a lot going on, unfortunately, but I didn't (laughs) You dildo. What? I am. Sorry. I got to watch some more Jessica Jones season two. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to like it a lot more. Um, I didn't think it was as good as the first season, but now I'm coming around to the idea. All right. I well, totally we finished agree. it. Yeah, it's actually in my recommendation list. Well, let's talk about it then, so. girl. Without spoiling it for Matthew. Well, let's I think see. It's, it's oh. spoil everything. I'll just cover my ears and go, la, 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 la. Okay. Jessica Jones farts on screen. Yeah, yeah. No. I missed that scene. No. <laughs> No. But she's starting to come to terms with some of her inner bullcrap, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yes. that could have started getting stale. Ooh, I'm so depressed. I'm drinking all the time. Right? Yeah, she looks like that, too, if you could see Joe oh, moving yeah. his arms. I'm doing space work, guys. You just yep. can't see it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I kind of liked the direction that this series, no, the season. She, well, it depends on if you're British series? or American. I mean, the whole show is a series, so if it's, it's going well, in, if you're in England, hello, come on, whatever. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I like the. Direction we beat them twice. Went. They deserve it. So, it made me like Jessica Jones a little bit more, even though she's just rough around the edges. That's a nice way to say it. So yeah, you can start to see a little bit of the chip come off her shoulder, though. She's she's like, like you know, it gets it gets kind of, pardon my language, but fucked. But she's just kind of like, well, you know, I don't really have a choice. I have to kind of figure this out. Yeah, but she also so. is the maker of a lot of her misery. This is true, yeah. True, but it so. seems that in this... But, I mean, it's not like it wasn't a product of something that she had no control over. Right. And it yeah. seems like her life is being picked up. Like, yeah, things are being... Yeah. The bows are being tied, and it's just coming nicely together for her. And she needs a happy moment. By golly, everything I suppose that's happened to her. It, you know, I think the thing that should bother her most, um, being a slave for Kill Killgrave, yes, right, uh-huh. doesn't really bother her most. I think the thing that bothers her most is just you know the accident that killed her family. So I don't know. To me, that's like, well, get over it already. You have a bigger fish to fry. <laughs> Very true. But that's huh. just me. So I kind of it makes me hate another character. In this season, um, oh but gosh, yes. I don't want to ruin that. But I also like you can other say characters. the other character. I can. Yes. Who? Trish. Trish. Yeah, I. You should have seen Shannon's face too. We're watching it, and she's and I go. They call her Patsy and Trisha, 
and Trish because her name's Patricia and her face looked like she just <laughs> solved uh, an unproven theorem or something. She's like, what? Yes, I had that moment. I did. Because I was like, what? I couldn't understand why uh, they called her Patsy to begin with. Why do they keep calling her Patsy? Shannon. <laughs> her name's Patricia. I just thought Come it was on. some stupid TV name they gave her. Well, that her mother continues to call her like she loves, you know. Well, I, I thought know. her mother was like obsessed with her fame. So she, she was. Called she was her living vicariously fake... through her big time. Well, right. So mm-hmm. I thought she would call her by the her fake name on TV. That made I really hate her mom, though. Yeah. There, there oh, is yeah. a revelation with Patsy too that we learned. Did you feel anything for her then? Yes, of course. So it made me realize that the bond between Trish and Jessica was a lot closer. Right. Than in the first season. She has her own little hashtag me too thing going on. So. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. But I also like the way Malcolm kind of shakes out in this. It makes this, it makes yeah, me happy. It, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait for Daredevil season three. That's all I know. So. It was nice to see oh, yes. faces along the way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What else do you have, Matthew? Uh, I have talked about this last week. I've been playing a game called Kingdom Come Deliverance, mm-hmm. and I, I think okay. last what? We're <laughs> just talking over you. Go ahead. All right, cool. Uh, I think the last time I had only played like I don't know a couple hours or something, and since then I've been playing pretty much nonstop. Um, it's a lot yeah. better than I thought it was. But at the same time, it's horrifically bad because <laughs> the eventually you get a part. You get to parts in the quests where they're bugged out and you can't complete them. Oh, what? Which is even more frustrating because the game is good. Because you're like, I really want to finish this shit, but you is can't, it so. a beta or interesting? It should have been, but they closed the beta <laughs> and they they released the game. So. Uh, Should have, did That's it. funny. Um, this is the retail release and it's all bugged out. Yep. That sucks. So, and usually, they if they do, you know, if they do like a game like that, they try to at least make sure the main storyline quest is at least like playable. But they no, no, didn't sucks. do that. Hmm. I had to like cheat past two of the parts in the main quest. So, so if you were to recommend something to our listener, uh, a similar game that actually works from T to B, what would it be? Oh man, it's hard to say. I guess it's most like. Skyrim, I guess. Okay. It's not it's pretty far off though. So Skyrim's this little never heard of game. People don't know about it at all. I don't think anybody <laughs> ever really played it. Hasn't invaded pop yeah. culture huh? in the least bit. So it'll be good that you're getting that message out there, bud. Sure will. <laughs> oh yeah. Take an arrow to the knee, mother effa. Recommendations from all medias. That's right. We're not just movie dummies, we're everything dummies. Okay. Uh huh. I wipe from back mm-hmm. to front. Okay, so Ew. who's next? Angela. What kind of sociopath does sock shoe sock shoe? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh. oh, Angela. What an intro you I've got. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I should have said that earlier. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've totally done that. Alrighty. <laughs> Alrighty. Alright, so my turn. I have a movie and a trailer. Ooh. That's oh, two like things. a single wide or a double wide? <laughs> yeah. Does it have three uh, windows? Uh, 
a movie one, of course. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. All right. So the movie that I would like to recommend, I don't remember if I've recommended it before, but it is called Slammin' Sam. Oh, yeah, it's great. Huh? That's a great movie. Great movie. Salmon. Yep. From the makers of Super Troopers. The hubby. Yep. Me and the hubby were uh, looking through our movies this weekend and we came across that and I was like, I haven't watched that in a while. Let's watch it. It's wonderful. I love it. It's hilarious. There's so many people in the movie. The Broken Lizard cast. Yes. So many delightful performances. Yeah, yeah. Can't take uh, a word for it. Who's the dude who eats alone? Coffee. Absolutely. Oh, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. That's right. The guy from Last Man on Earth? No. Yeah, I know who that Will is. Will Forte. No, not Will Arnett. Will Forte. Yeah, yeah. Will Forte. Uh, you said Will Magruber. Arnett. I knew it was Will Forte as soon as you said Will, and I still went along with your vicious lies. <laughs> I, I just, I always get their names confused. Me too. I should have just said McGruber. Freaking white people all look alike. Joe? Joe. <laughs> Joe. Um, Michael Clark Duncan absolutely seals the show. He's yeah, a rest phenomenal in actor, right? Uh-huh. Big, beautiful, black son of a gun. He is wonderful. Vivica Fox is in there. Cousin oh, yeah. Mayhem. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's wonderful. It's a lot of fun. Why should I watch it? If you like Super Troopers, it's way more along that lines than uh, was... What was the Club Dread? Yeah. Club Dread was their yeah. follow-up. Club okay. Dread was not as much fun. but So, so it's funny. It was fun. But... Slam and Salmon is a lot of fun. Yes, from T to B, I think it was very. Is funny. it about fishing? Yeah. No, it's about a restaurant called the Slam and Salmon. They're, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to understand. They're, they're the all wait staff in the in the restaurant, and it's a lot of fun. Yes. Kevin Heffernan does a, a great job. Yeah, you know, it. I just enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meat drapes. <laughs> yes. Oh, and you have a trailer. <laughs> and I have a trailer. So my 12-year-old came up to me with her computer and said, Mom, you got to watch this trailer. And the trailer is for a movie called Truth or Dare. Okay. And the trailer makes the movie look like it's going to be very good, although all trailers do that. And it's probably going to be garbage town. But I'm going to watch the movie, and I'm I'm really excited about it. I I think it's going to be good. It's uh, about a bunch of kids who have to play truth or dare. And if they Ooh. don't tell the truth or don't do the dare, they die. Sounds interesting. And everybody's dying. Is it a Everybody's house? Kind of, dying. So truthful of today. It kind of, it, it like resonates in a final destination kind of way towards sure. to me, you know, as I'm watch as I was watching the trailer and they all had really creepy, like, Big smiley faces, which was weird. With Lucy Hale? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Lucy Hale. Is it a Bloom House? I wonder. Let's scroll down. I believe it is. Yes. Huh. I trust Bloom House. Even their bad movies I, are fun. I think it. Yep. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Bloom I'm House. Excited. I know. As much Them as guys I... at Bloom House know what they're doing. Does it sound mm-hmm. horror ish? So, yes, like a- it's a Bloom House. It's a horror. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh. it's is a that horror. What you movie, meant by Bloom House? Sure. Bloom House is a horror movie production company run by a guy named Jason Bloom House. Thank you for informing me. I have um, no idea. He's a very smart dude, and even like like I just said, his bad movies are still fun. Okay. Because recently we saw a preview for the Silence Horror oh, movie. Oh man, that looks good. And the second trailer I saw 
looks even blew better. my socks off. Literally. I was like <laughs> freaking scared out of my mind. I can't. Oh, yeah, she was like, ripping my hand in the theaters. I was nice. like, oh, what? wow. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I like, believe it's called A Quiet Place. The first trailer I saw for it, I was like, this looks stupid. And I was. That's not the one with uh, Jim. Yes. And, yes. Uh, okay. John Krasinski and his real life wife. Yeah, there you go. Emily Blunt. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I saw the first trailer. And I was like, that looks stupid. Who, who's hiding I'm from something? I'm going to see that. And they have to be quiet. And then I saw the second trailer. And I was like, oh, oh, my. Oh. oh, she was too afraid to watch the trailer. I was. I, I've heard I would, really great things about that movie. I yeah, would I was, last until I had to fart. Coming till <laughs> April Those 6th, movies so. I cannot see in theaters. Those I have to like sit in a well-lit room, like in the middle <laughs> of the day, with some type of food, because I will like eat my fingers <laughs> off. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> and my toes. And I'll anything. be watching it by myself. <laughs> Disgusting, but ah, okay. That's enough for me. <sighs> Calm. So, anyways, truth or dare, huh? Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say when it, I I'll go see, see it, it too. Dare. When I go see it, I will then talk about it on that week's podcast, and we'll see how it goes. Crinkle crackle right. microphone. Crinkle crackle microphone. What do you got, Shannon? Truth. Ooh, my turn. My turn. Um, well, I already talked about Jessica Jones. Did you watch a Hallmark movie? No, I haven't. Well, it's tweets hiatus. in a row. No Hallmarks. Yeah, we're gonna lose our listener. I just <laughs> I don't need any love story right now. I'm kind of in this like. Mm. Wah, wah, wah. Four straight down. months of watching nonstop cheese monster love stories that you're done? No, I just need a little break. So That's what I just said. Yeah. My break's <laughs> almost over. <laughs> no, break. I need exactly what you just said. Anyways, <laughs> I have a book recommendation. Uh, a book? Like when you read with your eyeballs? Yeah. Or when you listen to with cool your ears? is that? Um, no, I actually read this with my eyeballs. It was not an audiobook. Is this another Chucky Pelanianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianianian
Yeah, sure. I bet it was. I, I bet it was the Barney theme song because every time I hear that, I want to kill myself. <laughs> oh, I if love only. You. I don't think they actually <laughs> give you the lines of See it you real in the soon. book. But this Polynick. Yeah, it's so Sorry. weird though. It's yeah, like yeah. Polynick. It's got, got an yeah, I in there. It's yuck, yuck, yuck. pronounced Polynick. Okay, Polynick. I'm looking at the audit at his website. Sorry, Polynick. Okay. Chuck Polynick. Yeah. But Paul, what, I, what I liked about the author was his <laughs> attention to detail. Like he was describing a person, and I could l- close my eyes. Oh, so he, and actually he went full Dean And he doesn't do it all the time. It's like he doesn't describe like a room or a scene. He describes a person to a T. And I'm just like, wow. Like I can really understand that character based on how he's describing them. And kind of what they're thinking and going through. So to me it was interesting. It was a great different read for me. Because I'm typically into like science-y, action, adventure books. So it was a different read. And I enjoyed it. I liked kind of going out there and reading something new. So if you ever have time to read one of Chuck who? What's Polinick. Polinick's books. Polinick. Think of Paul and Nick. Yeah. Take Chuck a chance. Chuck <laughs> So my colleague that recommended it actually is finishing ready player one mm-hmm. and i'm so glad she's finishing it because the movie, the movie comes, comes out. out yeah i'm so excited for that. can't wait it'll be out the day this drops so yeah what else you got um i also um, sorry i can't um, help myself yeah i also <laughs> have a recommendation to get off your couch Oh. Pick up your feet and go outside and see nature. A nature. Yeah, a natural park, a state park. Oh, she's just saying that because we went to a uh, state park. I did, and it was a really good feeling to just get out there. We, we went, went to, to a national monument too, and it sucked. Yeah, we went <laughs> yeah. to a national <laughs> the monument. Graf- the graphics are amazing, but the storyline sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so the. Dinosaur Valley State Park in Texas has actual dinosaur prints Mm -hmm. that are in the riverbed. Yes. In limestone. And you can actually. They're they're carnosaurs, like T Rexes. Yeah. They're pretty neat. You can see them because they have them roped off. And you can actually walk in the river and put your feet in them. In case you, listener, was wondering, the riverbed is a bed along the river. Mm -hmm. That's where the river sleeps. Yeah. Of course. At night. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, unless it's running third shift, then it sleeps during the day. So I just, you know, I was thinking, you know, we recommend books, movies, trailers. So now we're games. heading into the nature real. Yeah. So you learn a little bit when you get out there and see stuff, too. Yes. So. I have to say I had a good time walking around Dinosaur Valley State yeah. Park. In I did Glen too. Rose, Texas. It was a very good time. So it was. So that is my last recommendation. So it leaves you, Joe. Right, what do you have? Jessica Jones, of course. Blah 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 blah. Blah blah blah. Uh, a book I had to read for Shul, if you're Mega Mind, called. Hold on, I have to get the full title. You had to. I'm. It's a long title. Okay. Um. It's called King oh, Leopold's Ghost: A Story oh. of Greed terror and heroism in colonial africa it does not make the book better i'm gonna tell by adam Hoschild. 
That is H-O-C-H-S-C-H-I-L-D. It's not a great name to spell, and I had to write it a bunch of times. Uh, (laughs) It's a very good book. It focuses on the Congo and the atrocities committed there by Belgium and King Leopold II. Um, It is super interesting. He wrote it in a way that reminds me of, like, uh, you know how in the social network between David Fincher and Aaron Sorkin, they took completely uninteresting material and made it very interesting? Mm Mm-hmm. Just by pacing and by tone, he he does something very mm-hmm. similar. It's not that this is an uninteresting material. It's just he paces the book and he arranges his narrative in a way that makes you just like, oh, this is the next episode. I want to read more. And it's very, very good. Oh. Um, a lot of the incidental players involved in stopping Leopold's atrocities are very interesting people. They are a very dynamic group of people. Especially considering the time period. We're talking turn of the century, uh, turn of the 20th century, um, Europe, America, and Africa. So it's it's very, very good. I highly recommend you read that. It made me really hate... Well, Joe does this thing where he'll tell me about what he's reading to help him, you know, with school. Remember it? Yeah. And I just started to hate this guy. Like, after I heard so much about him, like, how is this man living? Like... How King did Leopold this man II. Live? Yeah. Yeah. Just some horror atrocities that he did is ridiculous. But I guess he didn't such do as? them himself. He condoned them. Yeah. So like what what One. he was to, what he told his people to practice in Africa, right, is slave labor and um in the Congo, they discovered that they had rubber natural rubber vines and you can just slit open a rubber vine and drain out the liquid and then you can get on keeping on. Uh, this cost, yeah. this cost, this venture into collecting rubber, um, cost the Congolese people like about ten million lives. They estimate through disease, straight up murder, yeah, um, you know, starvation. Because how they would get the men to go out of the villages and go collect the rubber for sometimes months at a time, because the more they collected, the farther they had to go to get it. Uh, they would kidnap their family. And put them in prison. And so, like, sometimes the women and children would die in prison waiting for the husbands to return. And they'd come back to no family. Uh, A lot of times the the force publique, which was the army that Leopold commissioned in Belgium, in the Congo. Not in Belgium, in the Congo. They'd just straight up murder whole villages worth of people. And to prove that they had done their job, they had to cut off their right hands. So they'd be carrying, like, a sack of hands with them everywhere. Just disturbing. That's really gross. Like yep. a horror movie. Yeah, but this in guy itself. was Belgian. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Why don't they make a movie on this guy? <laughs> they also had this thing called, a, I think it's called a cochette. I'm trying to remember if that's right. It was a hippopotamus hide whip. And they said that if you got above 25 lashes with it, you'd die. Whoa. Wow. And many people were just killed by it. That's awful. Wow. Mm-hmm. Children. Yeah. yeah. Like, makes me sick some of these things that he oh, tells yeah. me. Like, like, how did I not know this? And meanwhile, like, the, the funny thing is, is Shannon's like, how would you describe Leopold? And the best way to describe him, according to the book, would be he's like Robert California. <laughs> oh, yeah. Office. He was super enigmatic, could talk anybody into anything. While all this is going on in Bel- or in uh, the Congo, he's being celebrated in Belgium as a great humanitarian for doing all these great things for the Congolese people. Because his his uh, public narrative is that he's saving these people, these heathens, you know, from the darkness of their world 
and he's sending missionaries and stuff down there doing all these humanitarian efforts and saving their souls, right? So it's but really all he's doing is slaughtering and Oh, them. and getting rich as a sun gun. He hid all of his profits. Um uh I don't want to tell you too much. You won't read the book, but he, he hid all of his profits. No he said he never made any money. Meanwhile, he's they don't even know how much it is. In today's dollars it'd be billions. For sure. Wow. At the cost of 10 million lives. So, I mean, it's it's really just gross. And at the end, he doesn't even get his just desserts. Because they, you know, they make him give back the Congo. You know, because it was just his. It wasn't even like the country of Belgium's. It was his. It was like his personal project. He made them sell it. Or he made him sell it back to the Belgian government. Um, for millions of dollars. So he they made him sell. He so he made money off of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So giving, all of the debt giving it that back. He had, he had borrowed all kinds of money to keep his operation in the Congo going. He had built a railroad, all kinds of stuff. Hundred and ten million dollars worth, mm-hmm. and uh, they had to assume that debt. So he walked away with no debt. Then he got forty-five million dollars for his pet construction projects around his palace and stuff. Then he got just a gift of fifty million dollars. What's wrong with the world? Well, you know. That was not even... This is in the 1900s. Uh, a lot of the information wasn't worse. allowed to come out. Um, and You know, read the book. You'll see. It's very interesting. It's super interesting okay. how... And it wasn't until, shockingly, the late 1980s, early 1990s, that this information was made available. Wow. 1980s. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? Like, people had to That's find insane. Out. Yeah. It was just... He was crazy. He was a master at controlling the narrative. Hmm. So, read that King Leopold's Ghost by Adam Hochschild. I highly recommend the book, um, especially if you just want to start hating white people. I mean, who doesn't? Thanks. The last thing I want to not recommend is the show Nailed It on Netflix, where they oh. blatantly make fun of people to their face, and I don't find it cute or funny. What's it called? I have not heard of this show. It's a Netflix original cooking show where Pete, you know the nailed it memes where someone like sees, yeah. oh, I want to bake this beautiful cake and there's sucks balls. They make people yeah. do that and then make fun of them to their face. Oh, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. It wasn't cute at all. It wasn't fun. And the, I don't know, the little trailer on Netflix make it seem like it's going to be a really fun show. Like, oops, I totally messed up. But I guess it doesn't turn out that way. No. No, no, no. So, failure. Yeah, I don't I don't recommend you watch it. Just go watch The Great British Bake Off and have a good time. <clears throat> What's that? Or, uh, jum, jum, I'm trying to think of the Jumbo's other one. That's a lot of fun. Corner or whatever? Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Uh, Jumbo's Just crap. Desserts. I don't, is it Jumbo's? I don't yeah. think it's Jumbo's. I think it is Jumbo. Zumbo. Zumbo, there we go. Zumbo wow. is just desserts. Bimbo. That one's fun, too. I can Dumbo! <laughs> that was my sex clown name. Really? <laughs> Hello, sex clown. Mm. <laughs> honk, honk here, baby. You know what they say about a guy with giant shoes, right? Quank, quank. No. Big feet. Oh, well. <laughs> Anyways, guys, anyway. that's the recommendations for this week. If you guys got any recommendations for us, the Movie Dummies, hit us up at moviedummies.com, where we uh, post all our crap. It's getting less and less lately, but we still do every once in a while. Shannon does. At Shannon least. does, anyways. I was going to say Shannon and Joe do for sure. Not even Joe anymore. Yeah, <laughs> oh no, Shannon. No. No. Yeah, but you know what time it is, right, guys? 
Mm. Oh my gosh, my favorite time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh boy. Ha! Ha, I can't do it. The soundboard's broken. Oh no. Let's just hum along the music. Is that our song? No, it's not no. Thunderstruck. Oh, I'm just kind of going. <laughs> it sounds like you do voice. What is the song? It's the. It's not really hummable. I don't know. Joe's gonna try. I just know there's a dun dun in there somewhere that gets me super pumped. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. You didn't even name it like Shannon. I don't know where I put it in the realm. Oh, it's right there. Let's see if we can do this. Try again. It over right over here in this corner. Yes, over We're right. Talk at here this, we go. All right, try. I'm not cutting any of this out. You guys live with the failure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is time for Shannon's impression corner. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's the done done. Yeah, let's pound our bellies together. <laughs> I don't think you know what you think I know. With that, oh, I don't okay. Understand? <laughs> I do, and it's fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> We're doing it together. Nope. Oh, <laughs> I'm closing my eyeball. I can't stop smiling because I know it's going to be awful. <laughs> Cogsworth, look, a beautiful girl. <laughs> oh my okay. god! I know who it is. Keep going. <laughs> what? If she's the one, the one who will break the spell. Okay, keep going. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just do a little bit of the song. There is no song. There is a song he sings. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, there is a song. Do a little bit of the song. Come it's on. It's pretty famous. It's not famous. I have no idea what you're talking about. B. Uh, uh, guess. See my vest. See my vest. <laughs> I have a big chest. Made from real gorilla chest. Come on. I you just did the song. Be a guest. Be a guest. Gotta put rub a little more French funk on it. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. See my loafers, former gophers. <laughs> mm. So I think you're doing um Jiminy Cricket. Lumiere. Oh. But which one? Uh, I'm gonna guess you're going with the uh, the uh, Jerry Orbach. Is it you and McGregor or something like that? I'm guessing you're going with that one. I was at least I was trying to. Even though the Jerry Orbach one is way better, way better. I well, agree. you know, actually, Ewan McGregor was on the Graham Norton talk show, and he's talking about how the director of the movie told him he couldn't do the the owls. He had to say ours when he's doing his French accent, and he's like, "To me, it sounds Mexican, and I don't like it." <laughs> I did not know this. Yeah. Hmm. So the reason why, if you don't like Ian McGregor's performance in The Beauty and the Beast, is some idiot told him not to sound French. Stupid people. And he's like married to a French lady, he said. He's like, I come in all confident because I can do this. And he's like, then they're like, no, you can't do that. Well, that's a kick in the crotch. Wow. Right? Just another reason why someone, that movie sucks. Somewhere, someone failed horribly. Exactly. I was trying so hard to find the clip from A Million Ways to Die in the West. Which one? Of Ewan McGregor. Isn't he in that movie? No. I could have swore he does a little part in the movie. Ryan Reynolds does, but he doesn't talk. He just gets shot. 
<laughs> I forgot how good that movie was. Are you so. talking about Liam Neeson? I haven't Neeson? seen it yet. No. I could have swore there was a part with Ewan McGregor in it. Mm. Anyways, I guess I'm going to have to watch it and let you know. It's not coming to me. Okay. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It's a great movie. To. You should watch it. You need it. to see that. Let's, Joe made yeah. me watch it. I liked it. If Shannon liked it and it's a raunchy comedy, you know it must be good. Yep. That's Perfect. usually what that means. Or it's not raunchy enough. Oh, no. It's plenty raunchy. It's raunchy. <laughs> Ewan McGregor <laughs> is in it. Here, I'm going to sell <gasps> you on you. it, okay? I knew he was. Uh, Sarah Silverman, right? And mm-hmm. Giovanni Ribisi? Mm-hmm. Are they the couple, Shannon? Uh, isn't Seth MacFarlane in it? No, I'm talking about the other couple. She's a prostitute. Really, he has, he has yeah. a line that is, I don't know, because he was laughing. That's the only that line helps. he says? Yeah, he's on it. I don't so know. Anyways, don't here we go. Oh. I think it's Sarah Silverman. I'm almost positive. She's a prostitute, and Giovanni Ribisi is, like, in love with her. I shall mm-hmm. find. And they're, like, a couple, but they're, like, they don't kiss or nothing. They're they're very proper, and they're waiting for marriage. But then she, like, goes and gets banged by dudes. And there's a... Jesus. There's a point where, the, like, the, the headmistress of the whorehouse is like, hey, so-and-so is ready, and he wants to do anal. And she looks over at Jean Brown and BC and goes, oh, honey, I can get you that new belt. Like, oh, and then 10 minutes later in the movie, um, Giovanni Ribisi sits down and she goes to sit down next to him and she stands right back up and it's because <laughs> her butt hurts and it's hilarious. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So it's plenty I don't raunchy. like Sarah Silverman. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. She's funny in the movie. Is it, okay. Is, is she prominent in the movie? No. I'm guessing. Yes. They're minor characters. They're minor no? characters. Oh, yeah. okay. It just no, the main makes characters sense. are right. Seth MacFarlane, Liam Neeson, and Charlize Theron. So. Yes. Oh, and well, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Doesn't uh, Mr. Garman have a spot? He's in there, yeah. <laughs> He's hilarious. Who? It's always. His, his one line Ralph is hilarious. Garman. Oh, nice. He talks about a dollar. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yep, it's great. Uh, emergency recommendation. Go see A Million Ways to Die in the West. But before, You're welcome. You know, this is legit. <laughs> Ewan McGregor tangent. Let's uh, let's get into <laughs> Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Nineteen eighty nine. It was a big year, guys. Yes, yes, yes. Nineteen eighty nine. So there are three pretty big movies. All right, I'm gonna give you a little cheat. Three pretty big movies. This movie made more money than it made more money oh, than wow. Back to the Future Two. Wow. Wow. It made more money than Ghostbusters Two. Wow. wow. And even most more shocking, it made more money than The Little Mermaid. Wow. The fifth highest grossing movie of 1989. Well. Yes. So So. it made like 40 bucks. Uh, (laughs) Hello. In pennies. In pennies. Douchebag. So what do you guys think? (laughs) The box office gross of this movie is. I'll give you the budget. 130. Budget of 18 million. 130. 130. 1989 is a big year. It made less than Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I'm going to say 99. 99. Million. I was going to say 110. One. Well, 110 million. Well, Angela, you're the winner. It made 132 domestic, 92 foreign for 224. Wow. Yes. Big hit. Yeah. Big hit. Big hit. But that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean critics like it. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is of this bad boy without going over, Shannon? Um, 38. 
38. Now or then? Is it now or then? It's just the Rotten Tomato score. I know, but is it based on reviews from now or then? Both. I mean, they didn't really have Rotten Tomatoes back then, so... Well, they, they had critics reviews, though. actual tomatoes. That's true. Rotten ones, of course. Ah, uh, 32. What did I say? I don't know. <laughs> you Okay, I'll pick a new number. Um, I'll go with 45. Oh my gosh, is that what you said, Shannon? I'll go with 46. (laughs) Well, Roger Ebert in 1989 gave this two out of four stars. Hmm. What's the actual Rotten Tomato score before Angela steals that one, too? The actual Rotten Tomato score (laughs) is actually 75%. Whoa! Wow! Wow! Hot dinger! 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Matt won? Yes. yes. Did you say 46? Ding, okay. ding, ding. I'm Ooh. sorry, Shannon. I was so preoccupied with whether or not. <laughs> sure. Like, 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 she was like, wait, what did I say? <laughs> you know, I honestly don't know what any of you guys said, so. Yeah, Joe's over here. <laughs> I was looking Who up knows? Roger Ebert's uh, movie review from 1989. Nobody cares. Oh, my goodness. And I think this actually, this movie has aged better than Roger I'm Ebert. I'm the president of the United States, Katya. <laughs> Oh, you want me to hit some drops? <laughs> remember me, Kata? Remember me? I'm the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sound like the president of the United States. Sure, sure. That's pretty close. And instead of playing golf or whatever, <laughs> think some hookers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, man. I'm on my farm here in Texas. Exactly. Texas. This, guy, sure. this guy's got the accent. Texas. Down! Yeah, I'm just jealous. So this movie starts off like a lot of movies did back in the day with a little cartoon movie that tells a story sort of related to the movie. Yeah, when I first saw that, I thought it was from the 70s. Is it? Does it tell a story kind of like the movie? Sort of. Sort of. It's tangentially related, kind of like Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Christmas Vacation. It's it's Roger Rabbit, right? What? It's Roger Rabbit. What are you talking about? The cartoon that precedes... No, not it's that car- cartoon. I'm talking about the title sequence. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. On the VHS. Rewind. On my, on my VHS, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was preceded by a Roger Rabbit cartoon. Yes. Wow. Okay. Hold on a second. You didn't watch this on VHS today, did you? No. Oh. no. I oh. just thought that that's what you were talking that's about. That's a whole other story we got to talk about. <laughs> No, I do not have a VCR. I pulled my VCR out of my basement. I, I was and trying to I think of all the, the movies that had like a little animated title sequence, and I could only think of this one, Christmas Vacation. And there's another one that pops in my head, but I'm struggling to recall it. There's all every Monty Python movie. Okay, their and their animations are weird, though. You know. Yes. Yeah, of course. I'm curious. Can we answer? I don't know if this is an answer. I the reason I recommended that we watch this because I haven't seen it since I've actually saw it in the theater. This was the first movie I ever saw in the theater. So I'm curious when you actually saw it. Oh, probably 1989. Did you see it like on VHS, like mm-hmm. at home? Yeah. How about you, man? Pumping out the DVD. What? Wow. How about you, Angela? Uh, at home, DV- or VHS style. Yeah, it was one of the Columbia House millions we got. Yeah, I, w- I was only three when this came out, so I wasn't going to the movies yet. I don't even think I saw it after I saw it in the theater. I think I saw it in the theater, and that was at 
it. I don't think I've ever seen it again. Wow. So yeah, I've I've seen it million. Oh yeah, we watched quite it literally at least a hundred times. Okay, as a child. So. But the credit scene reminded me of when movies actually had those credit scenes <laughs> at the beginning, and at least they <laughs> right. made it enjoyable for you to watch. It was a kids movie. Right. You had to loop, loop the kids in somehow. I think they were just trying to trick us. Probably. Like, this is going to be a fun cartoon. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. But I still had fun watching it. I, even I as have a kid. to say, I, th- I think this movie holds up pretty well, but I'll, I'll really tell you what I feel at the end, but I'm kind of shocked. Right? I, I was too. I wasn't expecting this at all. Yeah, we told our kids, hey, you can watch this movie. And they were all stuck on the couch and just. Yeah, they watched it. They were really excited to actually finish the movie. And I got all their rec- their um, ratings at the end for everyone. Oh, cool. Nice. nice. Yeah. So the, I'm Rick excited Moranis, to hear Lucas's. Everybody loves Rick Moranis. Gosh, I wish they got He was phenomenal. Again. He's. Insane setup at home, like, he makes this giant shrink ray, and it's, like, attached to every floorboard and ceiling joist and everything in his attic. How the hell is he going to get this thing to the lab to show it off for people? He's like, I got to get to the lab. Like, what was he going to do? Is he going to shrink an apple and walk it into the the conference room and say, I shrunk an apple? Who's going to believe him? Isn't that what they do in downsizing anyways? What? No. (laughs) Why are you you being blatantly stupid? (laughs) Which, anyways... (laughs) No, well, like, true. what was his I plan? Because he he's trying that. to get to the science fair, or whatever the hell he's doing, some sort of no, presentation he's to the board. Pitching to someone. Right. Because you know he ain't a He's an catcher. inventor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, what's, his, what's his deal? What's he going to do? Just, it was his thing he's just going to take the shrunken apple and show them? I I think he was just going to take the shrunken apple and show them. That's not proof. Yeah. They would have laughed at him no. just as hard. But I would be <laughs> that very giant turkey at the end. Who's laughing now? <laughs> I mean, if they, if they, uh, if he ate it, I guess, or if he had somebody there eat it, then you would know it's a real apple. Would that be genetic modification? Would that actually be healthy to eat? Sorry. You well, said food. my question is: is the science of it? He, it's correct that our atoms and our molecules are filled with empty space. That is correct. So if you just get rid of the empty space like he's theorizing, the mass would stay the same. Correct. So those little kids walking around would weigh 100 pounds or whatever they weighed. Right. They'd, they'd be crushing the earth with every step. <laughs> Interesting. They'd be super dense. So like that turkey they're eating at the end that's huge, it would still have the same density as a normal turkey. It'd be like they're eating air. That would be really unsatisfying. Correct. You'd still have to eat the same amount. Of the turkey. Same percentage of the turkey. So, hmm. the physics of that wouldn't work out then. No. But it's a dumb movie made by Disney. I don't think uh, they're looking exactly for hard science here. Well, I oh. didn't no. enjoy the pretty cool inventions he did have that seemed to work, unlike the Gremlin movie we watched. Yeah, oh, it, was, right. it was in the very same vein as yeah. the Gremlin movie. That do- dope dad inventor... Had stupid inventions like this, but none of them really worked. At least Rick Moranis as well worked. Yeah, they did. They were pointless and silly. Yeah, what was with the finger they worked. on the the hang up lever for the telephone? It was like a finger lifted it up. I don't get what that was for. Well, it auto hands free. I don't know. Yeah. If my cat, if my cats are any indication, then that treat dispenser would be a horrible idea. Right. <laughs> oh man. Be jamming up. Jam. 
Oh, boy. So we also get another 80s movies where the there's this subtext of divorcing parents. Yes. Big yeah. Time. This was such a popular theme back then. Well, it was like the first... It, I don't know. It's it was finally mainstream, I guess. But so probably still a little taboo. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything you were that was, you know, quote unquote respectable. You know, the the goal was still to get married and stay married, and that was the norm. That was the way you're striving for. But more and more people were accepting that that doesn't work out for everybody, and that sometimes you have to get divorced yeah so it's happening more and more it's it's actually allowed to happen but it's still not something you're it's not a great thing to do it wasn't until the 90s where it was like completely fine everybody's divorced you know be divorced six times and and i think they just played this because every kid could relate to that seemed like every household had this going on Every parent argued. Sure. You know. Everybody's dad was a crazy inventor who didn't work. So it's kind of like playing that card like, hey, we want to get, we want to get to know the audience and this is our way in. But it also, if we're talking about introduction of um, topics here, it really hits the whole uh, give the kid what they want part of i don't know you know with the kid okay a brief look of giving him what he wants already like he doesn't want to play football he doesn't want to go fishing weights aren't his thing oh what is talking it he about wants Russ to Jr.? Do? yeah it's like we're kind of molding society by giving them what they want so to speak i guess i was more focused on little nicky and how he was a freaking con artist <laughs> i'll let you mow my lawn if you pay me like what a little prick <laughs> kind of liked him our days work yeah. <laughs> dude but that neighbor who had anger issues oh yeah you know, that Russ's guy's great dad or that guy's always great he sleeps Mr. with his socks on who does that i can't stand that no i sleep with my socks on oh you're a sick person do you wear socks and sandals I, I, too i do not wear socks and sandals too i just sleep in whatever i happen to be wearing oh, oh. like i don't <laughs> i don't just put on pajamas or whatever unless i happen to have changed into them before Forehand for whatever reason. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, anyways, Matt Brewer, <laughs> the the actor in question here, the guy who plays Big Russ, Max Headroom. He's uh he's in tons of stuff. You've seen him in. I like him. Tons of stuff. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yep, he was Max Headroom. All right. We also get a look at which is iconic for some of us, Joe. The oatmeal cream box. Oh, yeah. I used to have dreams about that oatmeal cream pie, that giant one. (laughs) But the box hasn't changed. It looks the same. The ingredients are still the same, too, probably, because they were made in the 80s. Right? Same recipe. It's been sitting on a shelf. Yep. Kind of like the Twinkie. I was never a big fan of the oatmeal cream pie. I liked the uh, fudge rounds. Not the Star Crunch? Star Crunch. No, is not gross. the Star Crunch. You can take your Star Crunch and wipe your butt with it. Oh, put it right sorry. on your chocolate star. That's the only Ew. one I had. Sorry. Of course, because they were all rejected <laughs> from the hostess store or whatever, and your parents are like, "Yeah, I'll buy these for a nickel." For a nickel? I, well, I don't know. I didn't buy them. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. And uh, Joe get- was really upset. 
with what? the girl cleaning the house. He's like, oh, what, a what stupid girl cleans the floor first? Those Damn. kids never cleaned a house a day in their life. He's <laughs> so upset. <laughs> I was like, really? That's what you're upset the, about? The counters were disgusting mess. She didn't even run a broom first. She just started mopping. Like, what kind of... She's the, the type of kid who's just going to run a mop over it real quick and go, I, I cleaned. Typical. Oh, my gosh. You are our mother's child, aren't you not? I'm sorry. <laughs> OCD, be with me. Uh, my OCD is such that... Did you guys just... notice when Rick Moranis is carrying in his bag of groceries that he has a frozen turkey on top of the groceries? How is that possible? <laughs> Unless it's like pretend. what's under there, he's smashing the piss out of it. <laughs> it's like a frozen turkey and some celery is sticking out. I'm like, you're having a really weird dinner. Maybe there were <laughs> canned yams under there. It had to have been cans, or else I'm a very upset at the bagger at the grocery store. <laughs> Maybe it was potato chips. Who knows? Then that guy's getting potato. bird. Probably with combos. You know, the famous snack of the '90s. This was '89. Combos 80. are irrelevant. <laughs> okay. So, got a little insight into Joe's OCD there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's it no. on? Eggs and bread? I don't know. Who cares? You know what anyway. Was, what was pretty funny was uh, the girl was like, God, what a weird family. And then later the guy's like, what a, what a weird family. family. Yeah, yeah. Like, right? They both like, that's think. totally relatable because I'm sure Joe went to my house and was like, Jesus Christ. I think everybody just thinks about that, about everybody else. Right. Right. You know, well, the the environment you grow up in is is what's quote unquote normal. Yeah. Quote you know? unquote. No, it's not. <laughs> right. But you, you grow up in it, so you don't realize it's not. You know, it's just. It is I, it is. I, I was reading. It is. I was reading a story on the internet about this guy who thought it was completely normal to have a poop knife. I don't. A what? Wanna, I don't want to hear anymore. A poop knife. I don't want to hear knife. anymore. A knife. So, what did you guys think of Rick Moranis destroying his machine? <laughs> Wow, I don't want to hear about the poop knife. What did you guys think about when Rick Moranis destroyed his shrinking ray? Were you sad? Yeah. I was sad. It's nothing like the poop knife. I but... kind of realized how good he was at being in character, unless Rick Moranis is just like inherently weak. He's, he's like hitting and he's like, gosh darn thing, and it looks like he's like swatting a fly with a fly sweater. It was enough to I'm break those there. circuit boards, though. Yeah. Yep. Poor guy. Oh, and then the kid says, blow it out your shorts. Yeah. Who says <laughs> lines like that? Me. Really? You said I'm going to from now on. <laughs> Go blow it out Eight your Eight-year-old me. What does that even what mean? What does that even mean? I don't know, oh but God. once the kids get Jinx. shrunk, Jinx. I have to say the practical effects really started to shine. Hmm. And I think if this was made today, it'd all be green screen or CGI and bull crap. And really the only... Well, I mean, green probably wouldn't was. look as good. Well, yeah, but I mean... It's not green screen and CGI. It was green screen, and on the background was a physical object. Yeah. Right. I thought the bee chase was probably the weakest of the effects. Right. The one scene with the broom, though, they did use, like, I don't know if it was supposed to be a curtain or something. I don't you know, I don't know what they yeah, used, was... but, like, they dropped the broom in front of the people, and it's like, did not look like a broom at all. No. It was, but when you, did it, you know, it was... But it was still the, the pretty good. The bristles were just so thick. I thought it looked right. okay. They were actually grabbing onto something and swinging around. Yeah. It, so that was cool. it looked good. It, it's just the scaling was way off. Yeah, I think they like... had some scaling issues here. Yeah. There's some points where they're smaller than a nail, and then you know they're way tinier than a Cheerio, but then they're the same size as an ant. Right. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I have like scale relationships wrong in my head. I don't know. 
I don't think so. I mean, I've definitely had an ant near a Cheerio, and the ant is way (laughs) tinier than a Cheerio. When did this happen? Nick was using the Cheerio like a life preserver. Yeah, but it was also way bigger than a normal life preserver. Right. Right, right. But, I mean, it wasn't like that much bigger, and the ant was like way bigger than him. So. I don't know. I think. It brings no. up the other question. Yeah, it didn't make it. No. There, oh, there's what about, a lot of scaling issues. Were, go ahead. Who? Matt. Oh. If they were a quarter of an inch <laughs> tall, that grass would not be like towering skyscrapers. Well, it, it would in their yard. You get the right. Amazon going back here? Except, except when they show like the yard, it doesn't look that long at all. No, there, there's times where it does look really long. Yeah. And huh. then like the next shot, it looks short. Like When the kid's actually cutting the grass, the grass doesn't look very long at all. <laughs> what that neighbor complaining about? He, must he already did that part. Brick. Yeah, I guess. Touche. So, but Joe was like, "Where are we at? Like, where in the world is yeah, this where, taking Yeah, what part place? of the world does this take place? Because well, how is there a scorpion in their yard? And an ant, and yeah, all because well, it looks like the Midwest. Correct. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of scorpions in the Midwest. So no, but it could have been it could have been Russ Junior's pet. It could have been. Yes, he seems like the kind of dude that would have, have a. They would have. They would have. Anyway, Matt's crackling again. Blow it out your shorts. Blow it out your shorts, Matt. Hey, I said it first. <laughs> Did anybody else gag a little bit at the mud puddle? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really gross. I don't know what kind of mud puddle that was, but yeah, <laughs> that yuck. is not a normal Dog mud urine. puddle. Oh, oh water, gross. Water mixed with what's-his-face's poop. Yep. Oh. It was nasty. It was disgusting. They should have used the poop stick. Or the poop knife. The poop knife. <laughs> the poop stick's better. <laughs> the poop I'm going to have to ask Angela about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Curiosity is one of those things that's going to kill me someday. He was a cat. <laughs> well, when she falls in the water, I just gag a little. Even though those are water droplets ponds or whatever you want to call them that she falls into off the um what they flagstone they had a flagstone in the middle of the oh yard. yes and she falls into it and it just looks disgusting it looks nasty it's like half slime half yeah. water it's very viscous yes all yuck it just it looked like stagnant piss water Another scene that made me yeah. want to gag is when they were actually eating the oatmeal cream pie. Because yeah. do they not know how to eat? They have it all over their faces. And do they not know that <laughs> that's probably filled with germs and bacteria and disgusting mess? And mold. Disgusting. Come on. I mean, to be fair, it was it was the 80s. Germs weren't nearly as big a deal as they are now, but still, yeah, gross. There's no way of knowing how long that's been there. Yeah, that kid seems like he's really irresponsible. He, he left a toy dinosaur, a Lego brick, and they an oatmeal cream They must be really pie. tiny toys if you cannot find them while you're cutting the grass. Well, he doesn't have to cut the grass. He has a remote control, a remote control thing. Lawnmower. He's, and he cons other people to cut. He's too lazy to even use the remote control. Yeah. So right. I'd be firing that kid from my house. <laughs> he seems like he probably invented most of those toys or trinkets in their house while their dad's mm-hmm. been working on the shrink ray. I think that's a mega mine line. Okay. Anyways, what'd you guys so, think of the giant Lego? I thought it, it was, was way too big. Roughly the same size as the dinosaur, so I think it was off. But yeah, way too big, right? Oh, well. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, way too big. A Duplo. I mean, it was cool. Unless it's a Don't Duplo. get me wrong. Touche. Unless it's a Duplo. That would be awesome to climb around in a giant Lego like that, though, to be quite honest. Yeah, Looks like a lot of fun. Those? Why don't they make Legoland like that, that you can play in Lego? Kind of like Jello Legos. Land. I don't know. Jello Land? Is <laughs> that don't... a thing? She's thinking of like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, where he makes a giant Jello mold. <laughs> oh, my gosh. As if that's somehow real life. <laughs> that would be awesome. I am disgusted and intrigued at this Jello Land. Talking of uh, oldie time objects, oldie time. <laughs> I can't even talk. It's so funny. Um, the awesome cat clock. I always wanted one of those. Yeah, you're a freaking weirdo. But the eyes moving Meow. back and forth and the tail. Yeah, and his his cat clock was Did sentient. That- didn't it meow and stuff? Yeah, it yeah. said, and it meowed yeah. like sadly when he was unhooking yeah. it. <laughs> no, meow. master, meow. The kid definitely invented that one. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then we get to the scorpion. The scorpion. The kids fight back. I thought the cool the fight was cool. It reminded me of like the old Harry, uh, the Harryhausen uh, stop motion creatures. He's the guy who created all that stuff back in like the 50s and the 60s and hmm. i didn't cry at the ant part at all <laughs> no no auntie 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 what's better auntie or antony in uh, uh remember i like antony Ant-Man? better he had mm-hmm. that ant name antony i thought antony was better too but so that's... we kind of skipped over the fact that the dad figured out that he shrunk the kids oh yeah honey i shrunk the kids he actually says the line and yep of course. He tells the neighbors they don't believe that's, him. That's how you know it's a great movie when they say the title. He said the thing. The movie. He said the thing. Yep. Gotta take <laughs> that thing. Uh, Yeah, the the other parents, the Thompsons get involved after his weird buddy comes to pick him up for a fishing trip. That was weird, right? Yeah. It was a that was little weird. homoerotic. A little homoerotic. And Carol Kane's like, I'm a put upon wife and my husband's gay, right? To me, it seemed yeah. realistic. <laughs> I don't know. My parents always had these creepy friends. And I'm oh. like, who are these Swingers. people? But my dad worked oh. down in Detroit, so of course he had weird people, friends. Oh, way to just label an entire area. Well, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, thanks. Not like I live close to there or anything. <laughs> it's a big area. There's lots so, of people. <laughs> big Russ has big balls. When it comes down to it, and uh, Rick Moranis fixes his machine from being busted butts, and he figures out the baseball thing, and they do find the kids, and they're going to rezap them all back up to regular size. Uh, he steps in front of the laser. Right. He wants to be the test yep. dummy, and when when he gets rebigged, his hat doesn't fit. <laughs> that made right. me laugh. <laughs> it would have been great if they. What I liked about this it was clean. There was no like dirty jokes whatsoever. So like his hat not fitting was just like a nice little touch instead of him looking down his pants or something. Well, that would have been. I don't know the the kid looking, uh, the kid uh, learning CPR in French class. I thought that was a little risque. Yeah, that was so for the time. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I appreciated that. I get it, French class. (laughs) Right at the end. (laughs) So stupid. The joke was stupid to begin with, and then the they had to code the joke with the the shrinking hole. You know what? What would you call that? The fade out. The and then they stop the side. fade out, and it goes back to the whole screen, and he goes, I 
get it. I'm so stupid. <laughs> That's all, folks. Yep. And then I th- I thought that the like the divorcing parents thing was something added in, probably on the day, because when they all get re bigoted, and Amy's the first thing she says to her mom is, "Are you and Dad are okay?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're fine." It's just. It's just like something they had to... like you just said, are you and dad gay? I don't think it was as, <laughs> as serious as like, oh, they're getting a divorce. Yeah. I think they just had a it fight. Was just, it was just yeah, shoehorned, it felt like. Yeah. The drama. The so drama. what about the giant turkey and the elbow bone, huh? Yeah, whatever. That's weird. You didn't I mean I think it. my cats would be in heaven. Like a giant treat or something? it would have been great if they would have panned out and shown like some big thing like they have a house big old honking thing big tree house or uh (laughs) you know what i mean like something not food something useful other than just food exactly that would have been cool but as i was saying when the movie finished i was like wow you know like i didn't remember a lot of it and it was interesting because it somewhat held up the storyline, but the cast was so small that they you had You didn't remember money. 29 years ago? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that with the cast being so small, they didn't have to pay so many people, and there wasn't really any big names in this movie to begin with. Rick Moranis is Rick a pretty Moranis. big name. Well, I'm saying yeah, he was... Rick Moranis is a big name. Carol Kane was a big name. Yeah, but she was yeah, that played short. Mr. Thompson. Max was Headroom was probably kind of okay. up there. Yep, he still is to this day. Yep. But it was great that they spent more money on the effects to make it look Yeah, all great. $12 million is on screen. For sure. Oh, I'm sorry, $18 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all on screen. They they spent their money wisely. I think all the effects still hold for up. Sure. I think it, for the most part, looks really, really good. And it, it ended up being narratively, I even thought it was better than I remembered it being. Like, Yeah, me too. Except I don't think the clothes and hairstyles look that great. <laughs> no, that douchey kid with his feathered out hair and his... And her wings oh, and her hair. Oh, yeah. And the high tops. Hey, remember the 80s? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> every every female wear mom pants and all the guys had hey, like... Hey, mom pants are back. And the wallpaper. Oh, my gosh. The flowered wallpaper. Yeah, that, that the house had too much set decoration. Nobody's house gets that disgusting. True. Well, I mean, a crazy inventor's house might. Okay, Belle. Well, she cleaned everything. <laughs> Belle? Yeah, Belle cleaned. After her messy, anyways? Her messy oh. daddy. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Anywho. Okay, yeah, so but let's... Yeah, but what? Yeah, but what? But I was what? just going to say, but daddy didn't, so if it hadn't been for her, his house would look like that. True. Yeah, well, what's up with these lazy dang kids? Can't support their inventor father? <laughs> Nope. Jeez. Pricks. Seems like she tries. She mops the floor. <laughs> yeah. Without well, doing anything else first. Being child labor, you gotta put them to work when you have them That's as right. your children. <laughs> All she was doing was spread That's the dirt around the so floor. Kids. She didn't get nothing. So, am I right, Joe? There are more of these movies? <laughs> yeah, there's been a few sequels, I think. There are. The Honey, sequel has a... Honey, yeah, that's a really strange name. Funny, like, I... Shrunk the baby parents or something. And honey, we shrunk ourselves. I think there's four of these. Honey, up the kid. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was that's the only one I can think of. How do you find? Is out? there another one? Honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, honey, there's only three. Honey, I blew up the baby. 
I blew up the kid. Honey, I blew up the kid. Honey, we shrunk There's ourselves. The baby. Interesting. Honey, boo boo. What? Then there was Honey starring <laughs> that, Jessica Alba. No. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. that's not it either. Mm. Okay. I think honey, it was just those three. Just the honey three. does Dallas. Oh, honey oh, does yeah. Dallas. Well, honey I guess does Dallas. In 1989, you only need three movies to be a hit. You know, like Back to the Future. This was not meant to be a trilogy. It was meant to soak money. Yeah, the yeah the last yep. two movies did not do even in the same vicinity. I don't even think they had a theatrical release. I've never even seen right. the other two. I think the second one did. The third one did not. Well, that makes sense. Hmm. Interesting. The second one still stars Rick Moranis. Well, I'm going to give the credit for a lot of the success of this movie to a guy named Joe Johnston, the director of the film. He has done some very great work including The Rocketeer, Captain America, The First Avenger, October Sky. He's made some winners. I like October Sky. Hmm. I he like science. I like every movie that Joe just Hidalgo, said. great movie. Oh, yes. I haven't seen it. Horse. Jumanji, the first one. Horse. Yeah, so, I, I like that everything. movie. He's made some good movies. Okay. I, I think Captain America, The First Avenger is incredibly strong. Um, but, you know, that's just, that's just my yours. personal preference. So. Okay, so I, think I agree. I, I think that's part. a really good movie. Yeah, we're going to rate this sucker. You got all ready to rate this sucker? We are. Ebert I gives am. it two stars. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 75%. What do you rate it? Shannon, it's your movie. Two stars out of what? Four. Oh, Four. well, we do out of ten. No, so. d- okay. Well, I'm just clarifying for the audience. Okay. I gave this movie a 7.5 out of ten. You matched Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Well, cool. I said the cast was small, the effects weren't that bad, um, and it's still enjoyable to this yeah, day. Yeah, so, I think it's still fun. Still was a good laugh. So I'm going to save our kids' reviews okay. for the end. So, Joe, what's your rec- your rating? I rated a 7. I oh. think that it held up a lot stronger than I thought it would, and I think that if you have never seen this movie, I think you should watch it, especially if you got like a family you can watch it with. That's... It's a good, fun family movie. It's relatively clean. Um, the one little kid cusses a lot. The one kid who was in Big. But, uh, you know, the, no big deal. The little blonde kid or whatever. Yeah, the little blonde kid. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Half decent. Okay, how about you, Matthew? Uh, I didn't like it as much. I'm going to give it a 5.75. Okay. Mm-hmm. still fine. I don't think it was as funny. I didn't laugh at hardly anything i was more laughing at stuff than with it right and the yeah. scaling that the scaling was so off that it just kind of bothered me i don't know why like hmm. they could have done it differently so that it didn't it wasn't off you know but sure. whatever okay and angela i gave this a a seven as well i I agree with Matt. The scaling was really unfortunate, and I don't. I'm going to call it problematic. I, I mean, I don't remember. Right, I I don't remember uh, paying attention to it when I was a kid. I guess you know I was little and stupid, so it didn't occur right. to me to, to to think of things like he's that. He's in a now, Cheerio. As, Look at him. Right? Look at him. He's in a Cheerio. He's got a drown in the milk, and his dad's going to eat him. Get his tiny bones for bread. Actually, I was like, that would suck if you ate your own kid, man. Look, he slid slid on a leaf. He slid on (laughs) a leaf down a hill. All right, Brian Regan, calm down. Let me change my score. I want to change my score to 6.25 because the 
the ant scene was emotionally gripping. So. Oh, okay. There you Andy, go. Okay, so our kids ended up reviewing this because they all watched this. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down what they said. So okay. I'm going to start with Lucy. She's our oldest. She's 12. And she said, four, too outdated, stupid. <laughs> Exactly. We have to preface Oliver's because Oliver, (laughs) like, I think he sits upstairs and listens to us talk (laughs) about the podcast. And he's one critique has struck a chord with him, and he's always talking about it. And I'm sure Shannon wrote it down. So I just want to preface that. Go ahead. Tell what what, what Luke rate it. So Luke gave it a nine. He's such a yeah. He he liked the story. He liked the science. He's like, ooh, you can take things apart. And I was like, oh lord. Um, but he goes, Mom, it was just a little corny. So I can't give it to oh. so him. That's how they did humor in the 80s. And yep. he was too scared to watch the scorpion fight. But, you know. Yeah. And then Oliver. So Oliver's rating. He's our youngest. <laughs> he gave it a one. And I was like, a one? He goes, yeah, it was a bad edit. Somehow he has picked up on editing as being like the thing to critique. He says it about everything. He's like, I don't like the editing of that. And I don't even think he knows what editing means, which makes it even hilarious. Okay. I just don't like that editing. It was good editing. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, love them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He is the best. I love him. I love little kids. Sometimes, anyways. I love it when they're just, they so badly want to be part of the conversation that they they try to do adult things. It just cracks me up. I love it. Yeah. We all did it, I'm sure. That was definitely. Oh, yeah. Yes, I I think we should all just uh, eliminate the schmuck in our connecticut zoinks. And what's really yeah. cute is, like, the movie finished. It's probably, like, an hour or two later after we watched it. And Luke comes back. He's like, Mom, is that possible? Could I build a machine <laughs> that does it? I'm like, I don't know, buddy. Go ahead, figure that out. <laughs> like, I don't want to smash his dreams. But yeah, I don't know. Go Maybe. ahead. Maybe. That's it. So. That's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I yeah. think, for the most part, we're all pleasantly surprised. It held up better than we thought it would. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad mm-hmm. I, I think it. we could all say we recommend people watch it. For sure. Absolutely. Sure. There we go. Um now, the time everyone's been waiting for, the podcast to be over. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not the favorite part of the podcast. The favorite part of the podcast is what are we gonna do next week? Yay. Next week is, I don't know, the best movie ever made, Paul Verhoeven classic. You're not it's not Robocop. No. It's the more ridiculous. It's the more graphic. It's the very, very weird Starship Troopers. Yes. Who doesn't love this movie? Me. I don't really Have like you ever seen movie. it? Come on. It totally, I think I've seen it. It totally marked the return right? of Neil Patrick Harris. Absolutely. This and movie. Jake Busey. Is there cops me? in this movie? Please oh, come on. They're Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> but right. Starship. No. Okay, and I'm thinking of a different Jake movie. Jake Busey then. confusing me like crazy. Because They're like an army like dad, who fight against bugs. Not. Oh, yeah, I have not yeah. seen this movie. The first oh, and last theatrical starring role of Casper Van Dien. <laughs> There's un- oh. unisex showers. Unisex last, showering. Is it? I think this is the last what? movie, theatrical movie he starred in, yeah. Wasn't oh. he in the Street Fighter movie? No. 
That was Jean okay, Claude Van Damme. Well, no, there's a lot of people. So Van was Raul Julia. Julia. There were lots of people in the street. For me, it was Tuesday. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So next week, guys, we're going to do it. Starship Troopers. Might have a special guest. We'll see. I'll have to talk it out with this person, the person who recommended this movie to me. Maybe we'll see. Oh, I'm so excited. That you just can't, can't hide hold it? it? down. Like What's Jesse Spano? <laughs> <laughs> can't hold My it down. I gotta throw up. Oh, boy. Ha, I got it. I'm so scared of my motor. Oh, poop knife. Poop knife. Moner. <laughs> oh, the poop, poop knife. knife. Is not a word. I'd rather hear about the poop knife than have you say moner ever again. But... <laughs> yeah, what is the poop knife? Like, no. <laughs> Next week, guys, Starship Troopers. We will see you then. Thanks for listening. As always, check us out at moviedummies.com. <laughs> check us out at moviedummies.com. You'll find us. It doesn't fit on the top. anyways uh moviedummies.com for all of your movie dummies needs do you like just chop it up and (laughs) as always i am joe i'm shannon i'm angela you son of a bitch yeah, and we will. I didn't uh, even hear Matt. Jeez, way to cut him off. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> that was your Arnold. Well, you're gonna stop recording. No problemo. Let's hear your Arnold again. It's not Arnold. I was supposed to do Lumiere. Oh, Lumiere. Let's hear it. Um, I I don't know. How do I do this? <laughs> Start off with a ha ha ha. That'd be great. Oh my god, you gotta say hey. It's three words every week. Thanks for listening to these idiots. I cannot wait until the seas finally take over. Until then, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and visit us at moviedummies.com for more content.